Thanks so much for listening in to the Saints Hill Church podcast. Our vision is to see heaven come to earth, and we do this by equipping the saints to know who they are in Christ, to walk in freedom through the truth, and to make disciples who change the world. We hope this message draws you further into relationship with our Father. And if you would like to give to the mission of Saints Hill, please visit our website at saintshill.church. And thank you. Your generosity helps to keep Saints Hill going. Now, on to the message. In you I find my joy. So we're going to touch on a bunch of different kind of uh, topics tonight, but I want to start with some just, I, I can tell that there's some ice that needs to be broken in Jesus' name. And so we're going to just start with some kind of funny stuff here. Um, this is, this is we'll, we'll do rapid fire. Just everybody answer, okay? So just off the cuff, if you could have lunch with any person, who would it be, dead or alive? Who would it be, Andres Flamenco, you're up. Jake V. Hill. Okay, well, that is so sweet. Thank you, thank you. I'm sure it's on the calendar somewhere. Okay, so that's good. Rapid fire, HB. Elvis Presley. Really? I didn't, I did not expect that. Can you, can you hear it on the mics? Okay, I can't really hear it, okay. This is so funny. The first person that came to my mind is Sean White. Whoa! <laughs> I don't even think I want to have lunch with Sean White. It just, the first Who knows who Sean mind, White is? Sean White's like a professional snowboarder. Just The shrink. flying tomato. Yeah, seriously. I don't know. You're, you're and I, I mean, ego. we have to call it out. Maybe it's because there's some, mm. yeah, there's a spiritual connection. Just Shreddy Krueger. Okay, so Shreddy Krueger. Okay, uh, Molly. Oh, gosh. Was a... <laughs> Can I say that? Sure. Yeah. Waza, he's a great guy to have lunch Sorry. with. Yeah. Well, okay, Waza. I mean, I'm content. <laughs> um, Tom Brady. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I like that. I like to join I heard you. some, I like, booze and, like, there should be, like, we're Christian, like, whatever. Okay, so, um, okay, cool. And then another rapid fire really quick. And maybe it's okay if you say pass, but if you were to think of the most fun night ever this is kind of a twofold kind of either most fun or the most like wind down night like what sounds most fun to you or like most like if i want to wind down this is what i'm going to do wind down do you know what that means yeah, yeah. oh am i saying it Wait, weird okay wine, most fun w-i-n-e yeah uh i think it's w whatever my answer okay <laughs> i don't go to fox okay so uh andrew do you have something no okay Let's stretch a hand Smash out towards the watch, watch TV. Okay, watch TV. That's great. We've watched a lot of things together. Yes, Movies, movie, boys' night. Mostly Dan night. Muller on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Okay, HB? Uh, yeah, probably just hanging out with the roommates. Just cracking a cold one. Good chat. Yeah. Before bed. Sorry, that was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, so far, just a, a little uh, boring, but here we go. Okay, Remen? I, a perfect night. This is, I mean, I need to help you, Andrew. I'm going to get a, yeah. I'm going to get you. A, we'll you're going to have a very it. good night sometime soon. Besides uh, spending we'll like a whole it, hangout we'll with me. We'll for you, buddy. What, what uh, else? A great night is cooking at home. Yeah. Georgie goes to sleep, stays asleep. Thank it's you, kind of a big deal. And then... At least two episodes of Downton Abbey. That's a perfect night in my world. Thank you, Lord. That's awesome. Weird that I wasn't invited, but okay, keep going. Um, ballroom dancing. 
Oh, Whoa. That's... See, this is fun. That is cute. Is awesome. I could see that. I can't, yeah. guys, have, you, have you ever done swing, like, swing dancing? Well, yeah, which kind? Okay. <laughs> I thought there was one. Oh, I, thought that was, I thought that was the kind oh. of dancing. West Coast. So like ballroom Starzer. dancing by yourself or like with a... No, well, with Weza. Okay, and nice. Really nice, nice, anyone nice. who just likes to move and shake. That, um, that, honestly, that, it's like, that honestly, where are you at? That's Hang like out. one of the cutest things I've ever heard yeah. is that tonight. <laughs> okay, it was a... Oh, um, I wasn't done. Well, if you can't tell my, by my first answer, I love competition. Whoa. And so I would say recently we did this, Andrew, Jenny, Julio, Whoa. Smash Bros. Okay. Wow. Settlers, Settlers of Catan. Christian, yeah. Followed by Spikeball, followed yep. by Asana, followed by Piano Music, by myself, and a lazy boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was awesome. Very different than ballroom dancing, but that's, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, just quick side note on Settlers, I just feel like, because I grew up, like, not really in the church, kind of, but had a little naughty stage. Um, and the Lord saved me, and I feel like that was, like, if, if your discipleship program doesn't involve Settlers, it's like, were you really even saved? I agree. So, yeah. anyways. Okay, change... Uh, Okay, changing like, let's see, I got so many here, but uh, let's, let's start with this, uh, a little bit quicker, everyone can say this too, real quick, you can say pass if you want, but I want to hear, what is, what is probably, when you think about your history in worship, who's, um, what's probably one of your favorite worship songs, one that you're just like, whether you were young in the Lord, or even now, one that you're like, that song super ministers to my heart, um, does anything kind of come to mind? Have it all. Oh, yes, that's probably one of my favorite. I'd probably say have it all too. Okay. Are we, are we going in a line? Uh, just probably... whatever, yeah. Um, so you know something that no, I don't know how many people would actually know this, but Andrew and I went to high school together, and we were pretty much I, I think saved around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we began a really close friendship, and we would just drive around, and Andrew can't sing. It just is. It's the the tone oh doesn't. But this guy would sing there's a reason I every. Do sound. Yeah, there's a reason. But yeah, behind the board, an absolute master. Yeah. Uh, but he would sing every line to every worship song, and we would just, you know, we'd be like, we're gonna go longboard down this hill, and on the way there, we're like listening to worship music. And in that in that time, I just feel like we actually. I said this to you the other a couple months ago. Now. I feel like God so developed in us and then in another one of our friends just this really significant heart for worship. And for worship by singing, there's so many ways to worship, but through song. And in that time, the, the song that probably is my favorite worship song and has you know, lasted all the way up to this point is um, From the Inside Out. Uh, it was a, a song that so perfectly encapsulated what I wanted my life to be like. You know, that I wouldn't be the one who shines, but that it would be God whose everlasting light shines through my life. And, yeah. and that's just one of those, you know, ones that I go back to all the time. So I could good. cry almost every time. Yeah. We now I know what I'm going to lead next week. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anyone else want to jump in? One come to mind? Uh, yeah. There's a song called uh, Grace to Grace, I think. It's like Hillsong Worship or something. Crickets. I've heard of Hillsong, I think. Yeah, I think I've heard of Hillsong. Ryan knows what it is. We yeah. listen to it all the time. Yeah, it's just basically like declare, there's like a bridge where it like, it's like, when I see that cross, I see freedom. When I see that grave, I see Jesus. And it's just like victory kind of song where it's like, 
I've just, so many seasons of life, just like singing that just gives me so much faith for whatever I'm going through. So, sorry. Any of you guys? Um, for me, it's, I mean, there's so many, but I, I would say I Can Feel You by Jen Johnson. Um, for me, and, and I would say kind of similar to what Alex said, um, in my season of, I would say, my personal revival, I, I might mention that uh, later today, but when, when God just poured out his spirit on me, broke chains of addiction, um, that was kind of like the anthem song for me, where it felt like a veil was just lifted. And even though I knew God, it's like I was actually seeing and feeling and experiencing the things that I'd heard stories about, things that people have testified about for the first time. So I can feel you, John Johnson. Look it up. Awesome. Yeah. It's I can feel you, comma, John Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Are we no. just family here? Can we? Yeah, we're live. Okay. All right. Sorry. This is how we have a worship family night, uh, like once a month, and we just kind of hang out and, and do this. We, we, we connect and have family. And so we're inviting you into that. So, yeah. um, one that comes to my mind, because there are really so many. I mean, I could say anything about Phil Lickham, because um, I just. Uh, I guess his joy for the Lord is so contagious, and I feel that, and I want to submit to that joy for the Lord. Um, but one that uh, I just love to meditate on is How He Loves Us by oh, yeah. David Crowder Band. Um, I mean, just he is jealous for me. So good. Who would be him? That's amazing. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Thanks for sharing. I have one more fun one. That was fun, but a little fun, and then we'll jump into the deep stuff because I just really want to hear this, and I can feel that the people want this. We've got to give the people what they want. Um, here's the probably the most naughty question of the night. Oh, boy. Maybe that's not the right word. But uh, <laughs> what is your favorite, because we're all creative musicians, what is your favorite, this word, secular? Oh, gosh. What is some of your favorite um, non-worship music? And then we'll start. I want to hear that. Kind of like what inspires you musically and you just, you love it. Just, like coming down Rex Hill, like like windows down. What are you blasting? Natasha Bedingfield. What is it? I want to hear. And if anyone says Switchfoot, that's awesome, but we want to know what's really That really doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. They have too good of hearts. I love too good of hearts, but it doesn't count. I want to, yeah. I want to hear yeah. Okay, so, so this might not necessarily be my like favorite of all time, but it kind of encapsulates a genre that I really appreciate. Um, and so who comes to mind is Owl City. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not think that. Do we have any <laughs> Owl City fans in the house? And my friends make fun of me for it. No, I was going to say, if we have any Owl City so. fans in the house, we'll, we'll, there's going to be a special ministry line for you. We'll I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but yeah. I just love the sound of electronics and music, and then too, just the energy. So that's obviously, awesome. it's not super like deep and moving. Yeah, but <laughs> that's good. That's I just love it. It's so fun. I, I had a, a very uh, powerful junior year in high school, and wow. Owl City was the soundtrack. Thank you, Lord. Right, so <laughs> maybe maybe because of time, just like two more on that. What, what's HB? What do you like? Uh, I feel like I know what you're gonna say. You don't know. He just came out with a new song? No. Oh, okay. John Rare. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Greatest, yeah. That's a different category. Uh, I was thinking about coming down to Rex Hill. Uh, if I'm not listening to worship music. Uh, oh, gosh. 
It's uh, probably like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ooh. Like, uh, do you That's remember? Good. Or just like wow. Boogie Wonderlands? It's just the spirit of Boogie when you come down yeah. Rexo. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, spirit of Boogie. Which fall one? In this which place. song? Which song by Boogie. Earth, Wind, and Fire? I said Boogie Wonderland. Oh, oh I don't know. Whoa. Deep cut. Sorry, not September. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe we'll call it. Does anyone, Vernon? You? You? You're good? Alex loves music, so. I mean, does anyone know Come the dip? On. Except for okay. Jack. Anyone? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Holy Spirit, serious now, in Jesus' name. Okay. Um, I want to start with, with this one. Uh, you guys are obviously all, like, I would consider worship leaders, even you from just Fader City. Um, and then you, you lead, you lead uh, uh, every now and then, but you're, I would consider you a worship leader. Um, um, so either in the context of, like, a worship set or just, like, a gathering in general, what is just, like, being a leader at a church and, like, like paying attention to what the Lord's doing? What, what do you kind of... Everyone's kind of different, and so what do you kind of specifically kind of, how do you enter a gathering? How do you, so either a gathering or a worship set, kind of what's on your mind, and what's kind of brewing as a leader for the, for the church every time that, that you consistently see as, as coming into the church and starting a gathering? And not everyone has to answer. You can just kind of jump in. Well, I just, I, wow, it's just so cool to be a part of a church that wants to honor the presence of the Lord. Um, because it's not, what's the sermon? Let me match a song that matches the sermon. Um, it's like, what is the Lord doing? And then he imparts something to me or someone else on the team. And then we're just like in anticipation for what he wants to meet us with. And I have found that whether I'm leading worship or just attending, it's always a feast. He's always preparing something. Um, this is a living God, and he actually meets with us. Wow. I just come with that excitement. Like, what's he going to do? And he's so worthy of our worship. So, I mean, no matter how we're feeling, and, um, you know, we go through a lot. Leading up to Sundays isn't yeah. easy. I think the enemy yeah. knows what's happening here, <laughs> and he comes at us. Um, we're just here to obey how worthy he is and submit to him with everything, every fiber, any strength that we have left, we want to give it to him. Love that. Does I answer the question? Yeah, okay. of course. <laughs> That's a great answer. I, I can speak from when we planted this church, mm-hmm. what our intention was in a worship gathering. You know, wh- when I think about worship, I think of obviously the, the musical portion. We give a lot of time to that. And I think part of it is that I have met God so significantly in those times. I know you have as well, Jake. And so when we were starting, it was like, well, we want to give as much time as we can yeah. to just, we'll structure 45 minutes, an hour, however long you want to use this time to speak to your people on an individual level, not just one person up here. And obviously God uses that too, and, and we will continue to, to teach. But um, like you said, it's so cool. Like my biggest concern when we, when we started the church was, we, we kind of, we joked, we had two gauges. One gauge was, did we do what he asked us to do? And the other gauge was, did he show up? And if we could, at the end of the day, most of you guys probably don't know this, but Jake and, and I and my wife and Becky, we would get together after every single church gathering for the first year, probably, and we'd get Domino's Pizza. I'm still working out today because yeah. of that time. Yeah. <laughs> but we Bless would... We, we would hang out in your kind of 
gross apartment. You moved from it, which is really nice. I'm, I'm happy for you guys. But, I mean, it was out. not the best. But we would go there, and I remember we would say, we'd be like, I wonder, you know, because you start, you, you, like, come to this new town, you're like, I, I hope that people like us. <laughs> I hope that this goes okay. Yeah. And, and I remember we would just consistently bring each other back to, did we do what he asked us to do? Okay, yes. Did he show up? Okay, there, were visible, there was visible evidence that God was in the room moving and speaking to people and, and, and all of that. And so whenever I think about a gathering, you know, we can have so many different metrics and worship. These worship leaders, man, what you said is so true. They come and they had a week too. And they had the car breakdown, too, or they had the fight at home, too, or they had all the stuff that you guys, that we come in with in a, into a gathering with, they also had it as well. And they're making the decision, you know, as for me, in my personal being, I will worship the Lord. I will make that choice to do so, even when it can be difficult. Yeah. And, and that is obedience. And I think that, man, the Holy Spirit just loves that. He pours himself out. Like you said, it's like a feast every Sunday. So I, I'm always thinking about those, those two things. And one thing that you said that it made me think of is just, like, uh, having a house that values the presence. I can't tell you how many times, too, where I came and definitely I don't think I was in a funk, per se, but I didn't have, like, just a huge prophetic edge, if you will. Um, but then I always just, like, because of community and, and hearing people, like, pre-gathering prayer is an amazing thing, where I was like, oh, my gosh, like, there's amazing people around me. And they, you can almost, like, use their faith, if you will, where they're just like, yeah oh my gosh, like I came in here with nothing and then all of a sudden somebody gives me a prophetic word or something like five minutes before I come on and I'm just like, oh lordy. And it's just amazing. So it's, it's a, amazing to be a part of a house that values the presence. But Yeah, I was just thinking about this earlier today. Every, usually, I mean, I can speak for when I'm leading. I'm sure they do it when I'm not there. Not that they have to, but <laughs> sorry, just weird. But we pray like just as a team. Like we literally just like sit right here on the ground and we're just like, Lord, like what are you doing? Um, and a lot of times it's very similar. And I think one thing I think back to uh, that encapsulates kind of a lot of like my heart whenever I come in and lead worship was something that Jack actually said once. It was a word he had when we were praying up here of like, there's like this really nice like beautiful car like in front here and it's like got this drape over it or whatever and like our job as worship leaders like if the car is like Jesus or like God like the father the presence um that like our job is we just get to like rip this like cloth like off of it and just be like everybody like look like it's Jesus and like I think that's the simplest that's like when I try to complicate it in my head I'm like okay got to get serious got to get ready to lead worship got to like have my mind renewed like all this stuff um he just reminds me he's like you just like point them to me like if they see me through like what you're saying like if they get me then like I'm gonna sort everything else out like everybody if everyone is like getting him then like everybody's getting like squared away and like getting right and it's not about like what I'm doing um my act of obedience is to like come and just say all right how can we get them like we say this a lot but like how quickly can we get them like looking at him and like singing to him and like giving thanks and stuff because like when you see him, you just realize how much you love him and, like, how worthy he is, and then you just, like, want to give him everything. So it's, like, if if we can do that, then, like, that's a win, I think, for us. But, yeah. Andrew, do you have anything? Or? Okay. Sounds good. Um, HB, you just talked, 
But I, I want to start with this question. This is kind of for everyone who can kind of jump in. But specifically you, I'd love uh, the question. Finally, I'm asking a question that we have a slide for. So it's the first uh, slide so we could see it if we want. Yeah. So it says, what has your journey of worship been like with the Lord? How did he call you? And so just um, I want to kind of I want the people because a lot of people, there's kind of a couple things. I want you to kind of just how did the Lord really grip your heart for worship? But then also uh, I think I want a lot of people to kind of hear how you even got to like Saints Hill and like that was even just I don't think anyone here really knows. It's a powerful story. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I guess in terms of worship, uh, I've always loved worship, like worshiping. And just found, like, so much freedom in worship. And I'm sure a lot of you can say that. But, like, even just certain, like, melodies or, like, obviously certain lyrics and stuff. um, Or, like, even, like, certain, like, notes that, like, the worship leader would hit. It felt like it would just, like, break through something in me and, like, freedom and stuff. And obviously it's just the presence and truth and stuff like that. But... So I've always loved to worship, um, never really led worship until like a few years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there was definitely a moment where the Lord like called me, um, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, it was like a very, very obvious, like I can only point back to a few moments in my life where like his presence was so like thick and like his voice so clear and obvious of like this is what you're going to do, like, essentially, uh, with your life, is, like, through your voice, like, me, through your voice, him speaking to me, is gonna, like, people, a lot of people are gonna get free from, like, your worship leading, and I was just, like, very overwhelmed by that, like, kind of scared by it, because I was, like, that sounds terrifying, but, um, but just really humbled, because that had, like, that's my testimony of, like, being set free in worship, and so when he was like, I'm going to use you to do that, um, it's just very, very humbling, um, and so from that point forward, it was, I, like, got that word in a season where I wasn't leading worship. I hardly even, like, sang in front of people, and yeah, I was a closet singer, and, like, two people knew that I had a good voice, <laughs> and they, my parents were always like, you sing? Like, what? Um, and is all you sing Earth, Wind, and Fire? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Boogie Wonderland. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, and then at that point, I was like, wow, I know that was the Lord, and I feel really moved, but I don't think that word is, like, for right now. I wasn't leading worship, but it wasn't even, like, that wasn't even on my radar. But, like, he, like, sealed it in me, essentially, in that day, and then from that point forward, like, ended up being at the end of that year, like, doors opened up for, like, me to lead worship at a church plant that was in Colorado, which is where I'm from, and yeah, so the Lord literally was just, like, opening doors for that for me to happen, and which is very cool, because I think that just goes, it's like most of my life and my testimony, where it's like, if the Lord calls you to something, he will make a way for you to do it, like, you don't have to, like, make it happen, and, like, that's the most, like, freeing, like, thing about relationship with the Lord is that, like, it's just not sweaty. Like, you don't, like, yeah, yeah there's just yeah. so much that you don't have to do um, <laughs> in trusting him. Yeah. There's a lot you should do and, like, need to do if he's, like, asking you. But so much of it is, like, just receiving and, like, letting him lead you. And he's opened a lot of doors. And that's honestly why I'm here. So, like, I got here. Jeez, that's a long story. Um, maybe, maybe shortly, just like, because I think about you and Mariah, uh-huh. and like, so 
maybe quickly your family and just like, like, did you know about Sandsill? Like, you lived in Colorado, so like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I lived in Colorado, and many of you know Mariah. She's a middle school deacon. She's up here sometimes. She's tight, yeah. Um, she's one of my best buds. We went to college together, and we, throughout college, um, just kind of this burning, like, passion was growing for, like, the church and to see revival essentially come in the church. And uh, we didn't have any church that we were plugged into that we really felt super connected in that way. Um, and so we always listened to Bridgetown um, and John Mark and just were like, whoa, like, he's really smart and very eloquent, but also sounds like they really believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, too. And that was, like, really important to us. And so we started listening to that and then eventually found out via my brother's girlfriend, now wife, um, that Bridgetown was planning a church in Newburgh. And so then essentially we just started praying um, for a few months and figured out that we were going to move out here for this church plant that we never really had been to or didn't know much about. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we both got jobs at George Fox because we were like, we got to get jobs if we're going to move to this place. And so we both worked at Fox for a few years. Um, and, yeah, the Lord, I think it's kind of spooky just, like, how, how everything just fell into our laps. Like, we really didn't try to make any of this happen. Um, and even, worship, like, leading worship, um, I remember my sister-in-law, she was then just his girlfriend, my brother's girlfriend, but she, like, came up to you and was like, hey, Hannah has a beautiful voice. She needs to lead worship or something like that. I was just like, that's not like, really how it works, but <laughs> I've been sweaty and leading every week, so can I please meet her? No, I was, I was mortified. I was like, Danielle. Uh, but, yeah, apparently it just got a bug in your ear, and that worked. Yeah, so that's crazy. I just <laughs> think about that all the time of just, like, you were your family just listened to a podcast, and then... And in the silliest way, I can say this, I think, because you're, like, my little sister, is just, like, knowing that you made that decision to just, like, come, like, leave a whole state and just, like, off the cuff is just, like, because you normally, like, you, you really value wisdom and patience, and you, like, take, and so just hearing, like, wait, Hannah did that? Like, she yeah. just did it? Yeah. And it's just, like, but I just want to honor you and your faith because there's so many people in this room, including myself, that have been ministered to by your leading, and that started from you, like, being in Colorado, just taking a faith step. So that's beautiful. So that's awesome. Um, maybe uh, quickly, just one other, maybe uh, Andrew, how did you uh, kind of like, uh, yeah, this is, no, just maybe just real quick, just just answer just, because I, I think you're, you have such a strong heart of worship. And so where did that come from? And just like, and then how did that lead you to kind of Saints Hill and um, that type of stuff? I think um, the heart of worship, similar to Alex, comes from just repeatedly being met by Jesus in the car listening to worship music. Like, he would just come and invade the, the space. And, and um, for about 10 years, I lived in Newburgh and went to churches 30 to 40 minutes outside of Newburgh. So I would have long drives to church to go and serve. And so um, it, it would just the Holy Spirit would just come and, and fill the car and I would just draw near to him. And um, that is kind of what started this passion for worship. It's it's not um, about the music. It's about connecting with his heart and being, when we connect with his heart, we discover who we are because he speaks truth over us. And so um, I was just getting rocked by the truth that he was speaking through what I was singing in worship. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it started. 
Just real quick, it's kind of shifting gears a little bit, but you, uh, I just want them to hear, because I just love to hear when you say this, of how do you, uh, how do you see yourself, like your role back there? You use this metaphor, and I just love it. I'll, I'll see if I can get it right, because I've used a couple. Um, so Huge metaphor guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, uh, so um, there's a lot of, I think you would say this, uh, next to the worship leader, as the sound person, I actually have the most influence over how the Big worship time. set goes. So my job is actually crucial. I'm the second most important person during the worship set and also during the service because... You're actually third most God one. Yeah, then sorry, sorry. Your, you're right, you're right. I mean, but three right. in one, so technically... Three in yeah, one, yeah. yeah. Anyways. So th- does that fifth. make me fifth? Yeah, yeah, that's... Fifth. I think you're a hard five, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... I kind of think of every mic or voice or instrument on stage as someone painting a beautiful painting in a specific color. And then my job is to go in and to uh, look at each person and what they're painting and what the Lord is doing in the room. And then I kind of choreograph it into one beautiful painting because they're only painting in one color, right? And so my job is to arrange all of the colors to make this beautiful um, painting that reflects what the Lord is doing in the room. Um, and then the other part of my job is to um, be aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing um, in everyone uh, other than the stage. And I will adjust what I'm doing to match what he's doing in the room. So there are times where like, Jake's going somewhere, but the Lord is bringing this intimate moment on the people, and I'll actually, like, pull the volume down so that I can make space for everyone in the room to just kind of have a moment to just hear the Lord speak truth to you. Like, I can tell, oh, he's going to start speaking to these people's hearts, and he wants to bring freedom in their lives, and so my job is to create the space for that to happen. Or sometimes we need to declare truth to be set free, and so we need to sing louder. And so my job is oh, to like make that possible. Um, and to kind of, I don't know about you guys, I can't sing, like Alex said. <laughs> and so when I wanna sing loud, I just turn the volume up <laughs> so no one can hear me. <laughs> so yeah. I actually feel like the Lord wants you to sing out a new song over, just kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll, I'll I just, tell Hannah I, the words. I just want to honor you, too, because that's like I've led at a lot of places, and it's nothing against other places, but um, a lot of sound people and tech, like, they don't really think about that stuff, and that's a huge part of yeah. the, the presence and what he's doing, so that's stinking awesome in my yeah. book, so. Um, okay, so maybe let's try and, because uh, of time here, let's, here's another question of, I, I want, I do kind of want to hear as many people as I can um, on this, so we'll kind of do our best to keep it short. Um, all the kind of messages in this series have kind of touched on this too, so so we could always go back in here. But I, I really want to hear, because everyone's kind of different. Um, I think it would be like the, probably slide four maybe. But the question is essentially, can you just uh, describe what your worship time, your personal devotion time looks like Monday through Saturday? So not Sunday, and, and ha- does that affect your Sunday? 
um, in how you lead um, or does it not? And so just kind of what does that look like, um, especially because we're a small team, and week after week, uh, you guys are faithfully kind of doing this. And so just obviously, I would say from the type of authority, uh, grace that we see on a Sunday, something must be happening Monday through Saturday. So what does that, what does that look like? I think it's you. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'll, Anyone? I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm in a uh, special season right now. Um, this has always been me where, like, a song is always stuck in my head, like, at every second of the day, no matter what I'm doing. Um, and it's it can be mentally really painful. But that's not the sweet part of the season. The sweet part of the season is that the Lord is putting songs um, in my head that it's so weird, but um, I figured out it was him because when I started to then sing out those songs, um, then I was communing with him. I could sense his presence. I could sense his nearness. And um, that happens at all points of the day. Like, I, I want to acknowledge him at all points of the day. I have the privilege of working as a preschool teacher in a Christian preschool, so best believe I'm telling those kids the gospel and having them sing these songs with me. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I this is a sweet season because last season I was waking up with really traumatic nightmares um, that would just shake me to the core. Um, but now I'm waking up to these songs from him. Wow. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Um, in the past, it's been, uh, you know, reading the scriptures, and that's still, like, obviously a very important part, and I do that in the mornings or in the evening, um, but there's that piece of worship that he's leading me in, and so that when I come on Sunday, like, I can be paying attention to that same um, voice and that those same songs that are coming to my mind, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, uh, I mean, I'll just say the last two years, Molly and I got married in August 2019. Um, so about two years now <clears throat> have been pretty hard. Uh, the last couple months, uh, things, God's just really um, just showing up in our marriage, and it's just beautiful. Um, but for me, it's been a, a kind of a different season of, like, with my relationship with Jesus. Um, and so before, I would say I would do a lot of um, like actual musical worship on my guitar, constantly just worshiping the Lord. Um, uh, but now I, I feel like it's more so showing up and just giving him thanks um, and staying faithful to the things that he's put on my heart, dreams, um, and, and keeping being, being constant and steadfast in prayer in those. Um, but I will say that the one thing that has remained constant is that for me, um, and, and maybe you uh, might have been able to tell us about me. Uh, I just have such a soft um, uh, part in my heart for uh, making sure that my gratitude toward the Lord is always first. Um, for me, uh, it's kind of like, like a one-two punch. Like one, I want to always be experiencing the Father's embrace. I want to be abiding in his love. Um, and two, and from that, I want to see him show up in impossible ways. I want to see people rock to encounter him. Um, and so I kind of approach my time with the Lord just the same. Like I, I want to know, I want to be encountering love as I'm reaching toward the impossible. And so that's kind of how I approach things. Uh, yeah, I'll go. 
Um, I think, yeah, sometimes it looks different every day, honestly. Um, sometimes it's like just meditate on the scriptures and you're just getting totally fed by that. Other times it's like just lay down and like we call it like soaking of just like letting like somebody sing a song over you. And I think a lot of times those moments feel like um, receiving from the Lord of like, he, he normally just says the same things to me. Like, I recognize his voice <laughs> every time. He's always just like, I love you, and I'm so proud of you. And, like, those two things always just, like, set me straight, like, no matter, like, where I'm at. And um, and so, like, yeah, those times of soaking and receiving are super um, powerful for me, just, like, feeling so much more loved coming out of that. And then, like, other times it's like, oh, I need to get up and, like, worship and, like, start giving him, like, surrender and stuff like that of like it's a lot of just lordship stuff where it's like okay here's it's like when you get really on like I get really honest with him in worship like when I'm worshiping because I find that that makes like room then for like repentance and like Mm. greater surrender and like okay here's all the areas that I haven't really been trusting you um and just like coming back into alignment being like I do trust you in these areas of my life like I trust you here I trust you here like you're enough for me essentially um yeah and that's like just pretty consistently like those types of things happen in worship and and so I think that does carry over a lot I mean a lot of times like when you're asking the Lord for a sense of um, what he wants to do on a Sunday I'm drawing from what he's done throughout the week so that's totally like something that happens and so Uh, so actually what you said is really interesting because I'm having a really similar thing happen. I'm, and I maybe, I always think that God wants to, he's always available and he wants to increase our awareness of him. And for so long I treated, there's so many ways to interact with God. You can interact with God in some kind of an academic sense. You could interact with God in a justice sense. You could interact with God in a relational sense. You're having a conversation with somebody over coffee. Next thing you know, you're like, my mind is blown. And God, you're so much bigger than I ever thought that you were. And then there's this devotional sense that is, I think a lot of people think this is the only way to interact with God. But there's so many other ways. Um, But with this in particular, I find myself being invited into devotion uh, I'll have a song that is stuck in my head, the same as you, and I will be like, hmm, I should play that. I'll play it, and there will be something, uh, this is just our language, there will be something on that song. Like, it's like, yeah. he's so, so like, y- yesterday, I had the lyrics, you don't have to come, but you always do. Uh, you know, you show up in your splendor and change the whole room, that, that, that song, and I was just, I was running an errand, and I just quickly was like, I should, I should worship this song, so I, you know, I put the song on, and there was, I, I literally sang it probably like five times just over and over and over again. There's so much in that, and, and all that I'm doing is I'm, just, is I'm just trying to stay aware of what are the invitations you're making, because I've done devotions where I think I'm the one who's the shepherd, and I've tried to lead my heart, and I always find myself frustrated, like I'm not sensing God, I'm distant from Him. And it's so simple. If you know what he thinks about you, you don't need to prove a thing. And so you get to just be open to what he, where he wants to put a door right in front of you. You get to walk through it. So that's what I'm finding in, in that devotional, personal space right now. I think um, I'm just really in this season of uh, always wanting to be aware of his presence. And... Um, I really want to learn how to hear from him in new ways, or at least he's kind of stirred that up 
Um, it kind of started after I listened to Bill Johnson uh, gave this sermon. I think it's older, but it's called Drawing Near to God. And he talks about, um, I call it uh, this, it's hearing God through his voice and hearing him through what I call his nonverbal communication. And so just wanting to be aware of that. And I, I think that uh, worship tunes our heart into, into his heart. And so worship is this beautiful moment where we get to um, tune into what he's doing. But I want to be able to tune into him when I'm at my work. I want to be able to, which if you don't know, I work at George Fox in the IT department. So this is not my full-time job. Um, and when I'm taking apart a computer, I want to be able to be aware of his presence and uh, how he's speaking about the people around me. Um, and so the, uh, a lot of times I use worship to be aware of his heart um, because when you give him the glory that he deserves, you realize um, just how, like the truth of how much he loves you is like insane. When you realize the glory that he carries, but then he chooses to love you and he chose to, came to, this, to come to this earth to be with you, that just, that changes everything with how you walk. So. Yeah, and it just sets you up to, um, I think about the times that I'm present to the Lord and language I use is doing whatever I can to keep my heart tender to yeah. just what he's doing. Um, it kind of, I don't know, for me, it realigns me to like his mission on earth as it is in heaven where it's like, oh, like I'm not the main character of what I'm doing. That actually like my worship and me being tender to the Lord can create an outpost of on earth as it is in heaven wherever I go. You know, and so like all of that has nothing to do with Sunday gatherings, but it also has everything to do with it because it's showing up and thinking, oh wait, like what about the person? Like whenever I lead here, I just I do, uh, I think about all these different types of people, and like what about the person that is is coming that is struggling with anxiety? What is what is going on? and fill in the blank and try my best to as a leader say Holy Spirit, like almost like like where's the wind going? Kind of this idea of just like. Holy Spirit, like, what are you doing? Because I don't want to just play songs for you. I don't want to just be a musician. I actually want to say, hey, we're a family here. And so, like, where are we actually going? And so I see you guys do that all the time. And that, that takes cultivating a heart of worship Monday through Saturday. So, well done. Um, slowly running out of time here. But here we go. You guys are saying great stuff. I love it. Um, I want to specifically ask was a question. Whoa. And then kind of see what uh, uh, comes uh, when I was thinking about you, um, I I just feel like when you, and I'm sure a lot of people here can agree, it's like every time, and I've told you this before, but whenever you lead, I just feel the word that comes to mind is like holiness, yeah. and you really like minister to him. You love this idea of, I can't, like how many of you have been in a worship gathering with Wuzzo where he's just like, you're like, that, it almost feels a, a word that we use, like kind of spooky, <laughs> of it just feels like, oh my gosh, like it just feels very holy, and he, and and you love the throne room. And you love, um, and from there, he a lot of times will speak off the mic, and a lot of times that kind of prophetic edge will, like, push one of us leaders to go somewhere. And so, um, kind of where did that come from? And, like, what's, what, what is on your mind? Uh, like, it, it shows that you have a value, uh, just like a lot of us, but something specific on when you lead, there's just this holiness. Like, where did that come Like, what are you thinking about? What is, like, because um, I love that about you. So, Yeah. Yeah, um, man, I think it's like a culmination of testimony and experiences. <clears throat> um, I'll, I'll try and be uh, thorough enough, but somewhat concise. 
so I, I feel like, I don't know, um, my mind goes all the way back to, um, I was born in Philadelphia, um, born and raised partially, and then moved out to the Burbs. My parents are from Go Nigeria. I'm sorry? Go Eagles? Oh, yeah. Huge Eagles fan. Huge wow. Eagles fan. Wow. Huge I, Eagles I've fan. Seen the room. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we went to a church called uh, ACF, African Christian Fellowship, and there, um, and then also at home, I just witnessed so much freedom in worship, um, so much moving movement in the spirit. Um, I mean, I was witnessing as a little kid, like five-year-old, demons getting exercised and people jumping up and down and praising and... Wow. Um, my dad constantly at home worshiping. Um, and so I feel like that was the foundation, things that I got to witness, and I'm so grateful for that. But obviously, at, at a certain point in time, you have to own it for yourself. Um, and so um, age of 13, got saved. Um, and then I, I feel like at that same time, there is this, man, this, this kind of wonder and captivation by the salvation of the soul that God put in my heart, and it's never kind of gone away. Um, and so as I grew in maturity and devotion with Jesus, um, fast forward through college, I'm just growing deeper and deeper with him. I'm kind of making a divide, saying that like I, I need to leave the things of the world because I was still struggling with stuff, um, sexual addiction. And, and to that point, um, in, in 2013, um, to be completely frank and transparent, I had a... Uh, intense addiction to pornography for about 10 years, um, premarital sex, a lot of shame came with that. And so in 2013, um, I confessed it to the one person that I didn't want to confess it to, uh, my father. Um, and as soon as I did that, uh, he prayed over me, gave me some verses to read, um, a pretty like normal kind of, you know, exchange. And in like four days, I was completely set free. And as amazing as that was, yeah, praise Jesus. As amazing and mind-blowing as that was, what followed was, was even more spectacular to me personally because the months that followed, I just encountered Holy Spirit in a way that even to this day, at least for that length of time, I never have. Um, um, just, just waking up in his presence, um, just learning and growing in the things of the Spirit, uh, witnessing miraculous things. Um, and so I feel like, and I'll lastly mention kind of kind of how I came out here to uh, Portland. Uh, I was actually listening to a John Mark uh, teaching somewhat similarly to Hannah and Mariah. Um, and I was wondering where I should go, and it kind of came down to actually, ironically, Boulder, Colorado, or Portland, Oregon. Um, so I was listening to a sermon, and then like John Mark told everyone to stand up and you know put out their hands and listen to the Holy Spirit and see what He has to say. My first time ever doing something like that uh, in my parents' basement, and I quickly got an image of a globe filled with a diversity, a diverse array of people. Like their skin colors were different, and He said, "I want you to be with the people." And so, as an introvert, um, a, a lot of the things that I experienced, uh, a lot of the pain. Trials led me to be introverted and seclude myself from people and from God's people specifically. And so that was such a pointed word for me. And then uh, I feel like God kind of gave me this, I guess, miracle um, on the way to Portland. There was this growth that was growing on my, um, on the inside of my left calf. And I don't know what it was. I 
I, I could only guess that it was a tumor because it kind of onset it really fast, but over the span of like a month or two, um, this was like two months before I moved to Portland. Um, and again, I was mentioning, I was learning a lot about the Holy Spirit. And at first I was getting really scared, doing that thing that you should never do, going to WebMD and try and diagnose what's going on. Just go to Holy Spirit. Um, and, and so I, I kind of had that moment where I was like, no, like I know what God can do. And so I declared over it, the prayer I prayed was like, um, growth, shrivel up to nothing and don't return in Jesus' name. And then uh, I think two nights later, I was in Wyoming, had to rest before concluding my trip, and I noticed it was down to half the size. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And so I'm praising Jesus. Um, I come to Portland. I arrive at like 1 a.m., sleep in a parking lot before I can go into my apartment the next day. As I'm moving into my apartment, the first trip up, I drop off stuff. I'm about to go back down, and I reach down, and it's completely gone. I say all these things, praise Jesus again, yeah. I, I say all these things because there's just been so much that God has shown me. I, I, I feel like he's, I feel like the goodness of God has been cemented in my heart. Um, excuse me. Where, um, I mean, ask Molly or I, the last two years, again, he's doing amazing things and we've learned so much. The last couple of months have been just amazing, so much growth. But I mean, I thought I knew what stress was. <laughs> I thought I, I, I knew what hardship was. Um, both of us have gone through really uh, tough things. But even through that, I can look back and the undeniable things that God has done in my life, my family's lives, my friends' lives. <clears throat> Whenever I lead people in worship, <clears throat> Sorry. I recall those things. And I know who he is. Things that weren't a figment of my imagination. Um, so that's where I lead from. Um, sometimes it's with a heart that's full of, of joy and, and, and happiness and, and good emotions. Sometimes it's out of obedience. But there's never a doubt in my mind of what he deserves and what he's done. And so I hope I answer your question. <laughs> so good. Okay, um, probably just a couple more minutes, and I am going to ask, because uh, there's some that I really want to get to, so even if it's just like a sentence, I, I, I think. Um, I want to start with, uh, uh, yeah, let's see how quick we can do that. Like Molly, you mentioned this, and it really, it's funny because this is my question for you. You mentioned joy. And I don't know if you guys know this, but like Molly, like, I love her as a worship leader. It's like so fun to see you lead. And, but you're also like, you almost like don't even call yourself a worship leader. I mean, you are, but like you're so like new to it. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, but I do sense joy on you when you lead worship. And so like very quickly, like why should we be joyful in worship? Like why, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean. Like it seems like a value to you big time, so. Um, he is jealous for me. He is jealous for every single one of us. <laughs> I mean, just recalling the gospel, the big God story is what I like to call it in kids' ministry, um, <laughs> which is simply put, like, God has made me in his image, and sin entered to the world. That broke that communion, that beautiful communion that was always part of his plan. 
And then he sends himself for me, for every single one of us, but I'll personalize it. Because I, because us, because I am his treasure that he came back for. And um, I mean, I gave my life to Jesus um, in a moment when I was about to take my own life back 10 years ago. And he met me in my bedroom. In my, in, he, in my bedroom. He's like, remember, I love you. I'm like, what? Oh, my gosh. And he's like, I have a purpose for you. It wasn't audible. It was like the, um, the meeting and the images and the um, senses I was getting. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm alive. Every single one of us is alive because of him. And it, and it, <laughs> I, yeah, sorry, I feel a little rushed, but like, how, how can I contain that I have life and that I've tasted and seen goodness? Um, and, I, and, and I get to forever. Um, we, we get to forever. Like, the context isn't this mere moment on earth. It's, it's, it's forever before his throne, his, being his treasure, being, that the, being the one that he gave everything for. And so why not? Like, why, why would I hold back when he didn't hold back for me? So I show up. Just spirit of celebration and just, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope that made sense. Yeah, great. <laughs> so good. Ask me about yeah. it later. I'd love to talk about it more. Okay. Uh, Alex, um, maybe I'll have you, yeah, let me look this over if there's any. Yeah, I just want to ask you, where do you, uh, maybe to kind of end here, um, where do you see, like, we're still a church plant. I think the Lord has done so much in our worship already. I don't even know he's, like, only scratched the surface. It's like, I just want more, just, you know, an open heaven. So where do, where do you see worship going? Like, where do you, what do you, what's maybe, like, a charge for the people or just encouragement or just, where do you see worship going? And uh, it could just be celebrating what's already happened, but also even just um, what does freedom look like in, in the coming kind of years and what you'd love to see in worship? Um, yeah, and are we wrapping? Is this correct? I, I think so, yeah. 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 Um, well, we just had such a great example of people who have experienced God's presence and are more free as a result. That's my ultimate desire. And so we're going to pray in just a moment for anybody who wants to receive some of the testimonies that we just heard. Because uh, God, it says in the scriptures, he's not a respecter of persons. It's like, what does that mean? Um, he doesn't play favorites. And there's nothing that humans do to merit more of his favor or, or not. And so, and what he's done in the past is actually becomes precedent for what he intends to do in the future. So I just, I see a people who are getting more and more free. One of the things that comes to my mind is that what we are witnessing right now as a church is a people who are making the choice to not build theology around their experience, but around what the scriptures say and around uh, praise. And that's such an important thing to build your theology around the right thing. It's so easy to, we won't have a, I've said this before, but we won't have a question in heaven whether we should worship. But we could have that question here because of what goes on in the world around us. And so it's so important that there would be, I really believe that that Newburgh is gonna be marked by worship and that this church will play a role in that. And I believe that um, we will see a huge move of just people returning to worship, returning to the simple gospel all across our nation, in part because of the influence of uh, this, of you, 
and of this community. And so as we make that decision to say, I'll say you're good even when it's difficult around me, that is one of the most um, culture uh, shaping things you can do. Newberg will, will thank you for eternity for that decision. So I love that. Thanks for listening. And if we can do anything to help you, or if you want to stay in the loop with what is going on in and around the church, you can follow us on Instagram, download the Saints Hill app in the App Store, or visit our website, saintshill.church. And the